I would have to say probably for many of our struggling brothers and sisters in the world today, those of you who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, Lord Elohim Adonai, God the Father, Abba Yadhe who has given us the law and the atonement through Moshe and Yeshua. From Mount Sinai to Mount Golgotha, that the greatest example in modern history would be the example of the American slave, not, not the Holocaust of the 40s in Germany, but the American slave. Because so many of you have been wrestling in your minds. You are in torment. No one's got you in shackles like they did my ancestors. No one's hanging you from rafters. No one's whipping you, beating you, burning you, lynching you physically. In some parts of the world, many of those types of things are happening, but not as they were before. Nonetheless, you're tortured. You're tortured in your own mind because you believe the words of your masters, the, the slaveholders. You believe the words of the one who has kidnapped you, enslaved you. And you rehearse those words. And you've not protected or guarded your mind against what is said about you and what is said to you or what is even done to you. But the mind of the slave, with all of the humiliation and dehumanizing of the slave masters in America, in England, in Portugal, the Dutch and South Africa. One of the things, regardless of the economic consequences of what slave, slavery has done, but there doesn't seem, does it, to be men and women broken in their strength. You can say to a grown black man, he's not a human, he's not a, even a man, though we all come from Africa, all humans. You can say that to an African slave. You can treat them like only maids and janitors when they are the kings and have been the priest of this world. You can tell them they are less than you and not even worthy, which is a lie that the Mormon church has said. Priesthood in the Mormon church is only for the white people. Of course, they change that conveniently. But the unique thing is most Africans 
African Americans, in particular, did not believe it. They did not believe what you said. They knew they were men. They knew that they were created in God's image, regardless of what you said, because you pointed a gun or held a whip or chains or shackles. It doesn't matter the pictures you put in front of them. They knew. And that was the fortitude of their strength. And unlike our Jewish brethren, they didn't come out of slavery with a hatred of God, blaming God. On the contrary to my Jewish friends, they prayed and sang even more while you did not. They turned and lifted their eyes to God even more. The slaves in the field, in the house. They didn't need a cross on their neck or a cross on top of a building. They knew God and natural order. And most of you, unfortunately, you don't ever think <clears throat> about the slaves or my ancestors, and you should because it will help you in your slavery, your enslavement. Not only are you enslaved by others, you enslave yourself. You are your own slave master. You don't tell yourself that you're powerful, that you're kind, that you're good in God's eyes when you follow him, that you are not a dog, that you're not the N-word, that you're not useless. You don't speak the words as God has created you. You rehearse the things that are said about you and you create new things to say about yourself. You wobble in the pity of your own victimhood and in what others victimize you about. Even if your enemy doesn't let you go and never forget how horrible you are, how imperfect you are, you tell yourself that yourself. There's two knives, two daggers in your back. One's from your enemy and one's from you. Both of you are attacking the soul of God. You are your own enemy. You don't speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. You have to speak God's words, not mine or his or hers. God's words. You can't speak your words because you don't think right yourself. You definitely can't speak the words of those who you've hurt and those who hurt you. They don't speak right. They don't think right. They give up on you. They have abandoned you. And haven't you given up on you and abandoned you? Aren't all of you doing the same thing? You're soul killers. All of you are soul killers. Your mother's killing your soul. Your father, your brother, your wife is killing your soul. Your children are killing your soul. Your friends, your neighbors, the city, the state, the government, the churches, the pastors, the preachers are killing your soul. And you're killing it. Everybody's a soul killer. And father 
is trying to save the soul. And the soul is crying out to be set free. Why don't you help? After all, you are closest to the gate with the key. You are the closest. And you hold the key. You are the jailer. You can lift that key, even if your daddy can't, even if your pastor can't, even if your wife can't, even if your friend can't, your brother can't, your husband can't. You can release that soul. You holding that key. And you can block all the daggers. First, you start with dropping the one in your own hand, killing the soul. And everybody else around have no power over that soul. But you've got to drop the dagger yourself. You've turned on your own soul. And you've allowed others to attack it. Protect the soul. And you'll be in the greatest position to protect it against others. And the power of God and the Ruach HaKadosh will enable you to fight the enemy between your own ears and your own mind and in the minds of those that are determined to destroy you as well. You have to join God's army, not yours and not theirs, for it is God whose thoughts towards you are right and just. Not you, not his, not hers, not theirs, but God's. You've just been in the wrong army wearing the wrong uniform. As a man thinketh, so is he. Not as I think of you, not as she thinks of you. Not her love for you, but God's love for you. That is a perennial love. You can't do it for anybody else. You can't do it for anyone but the Lord Adonai. That's where your freedom lies. You've got your mind too much on the woman. You've got your mind too much on the guilt, too much on yourself. You've got to get out of that mirror. All you're seeing in the mirror is you and everybody else that stands with you and your life being reflected in that mirror. You've got to get off of Instagram with the selfies of just looking at yourself, at your guilt, at your pain, at your righteousness, at your wickedness, at what you've done or didn't do. You've got to turn upward. Get out of that microscope. Get out of that mirror and look in that telescope. Well, you're not looking at you. Well, you're looking at the heavens that declare the glory of God, not the glory of you. It is not the glory of you. Not how many souls you preached to or how many souls you ruined. Not how many lives you saved or how many lives you killed. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And they that dwell in it, you must look up. You need a telescope. Because you're looking around at everybody and looking at a mirror and only at you. You got to look at the Lord. Lift up your eyes into the hills from which cometh your help. Your help cometh from the Lord, God, maker of heaven and earth. Please, men, you please no one. Please yourself. You please everyone but God. Please God. And you'll please who you should please. You'll attract the right things into your life and repel the wrong ones. 
have to become a man, a person, a human being centered on his maker, the Lord God Adonai. Learn to say Abba. Yeshua prayed to Abba. Do you pray to Abba? He called on the name of Abba. Do you call on the name of Abba? His father. Get rid of that baggage and that luggage. Get your mind off of you and off of your guilt and off of their guilt. Stop looking at what you've done and what they've done and start looking at what the Lord has done and receive your victory. In the name of Abba Yerevahe.
Nothing on 